Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Natural Running Network. We are brought to you by Mio, makers of the world's first strapless heart rate monitor sports watches, and MedHab, makers of RPM Squared, an innovative system of gait analysis that slips right into your running shoes. My name is Richard Diaz. I am your host. Are you a runner? Do you love to get out and challenge yourself? Running your first marathon or maybe caught the bug of obstacle racing? Well, sit tight because this is a show you just don't want to miss. Hey, guys, it's Richard Diaz here, and uh, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant, and I apologize up front. I know it's a little boring to listen to me speak alone, but I think this is really good stuff, and I hope that you'll sit back and listen to this because it may be the difference between you barking up the wrong tree with an injury and or getting some solutions. So I want to talk about the gap that separates athletes from performance and injury, specifically but not exclusive to running-related injuries. In my day-to-day, working with athletes who aspire to perform optimally, we are constantly treading a fine line between the onset of injury and peak performance. At first blush, one might assume that the culprits we fear are the volume and intensity in which we perform our training tasks. More work or high intensity taken on sooner than we are able to adapt leads to, in the least case, delayed onset muscle soreness and in the worst case, injury. Because I'm charged with leading my athletes through this proverbial minefield, the concern of injury looming nearby is always at the forefront of my programming. What I find commonly is most athletes do not cope well with being injured. I think it's due in part because they generally do not understand the extent of causation of the injuries they face. The fact that I work almost exclusively with OCR athletes, most of whom take on relentless race schedules and challenges, suffice to say, every now and again, a few minds blow up in our faces, which causes my athletes and I to divert our game plan to a quick solution to resolve the injuries taken on. And this is the theme for this particular episode. Understanding the injuries we face and how to effectively cope with them. I want to begin by defining a few terms. Anyone that cares to Google these terms will find that, for the most part, these definitions are spot on as they relate to this particular subject matter. The first two I find interesting. Overuse and abuse. What you will learn are very different from one another. Overuse is defined as to use too much or too often. Abuse is defined as to use wrongly or improperly. So when you think of those terms, overuse is often spoke of as the culprit behind most injuries. But the fact is, it's not necessarily that you're doing something too often that is causing you to be harmed. Quite frankly, if you're doing something often enough, it may help you to perform better. But abuse is when you're doing something completely wrong. And obviously enough, if you're doing something wrong often, 
you're certainly going to injure yourself. So getting back to the definition, overuse by definition suggests that in our programming, we may have gotten too ambitious, taken on way too much work. This does not suggest that we are injured, but it may lead to delayed onset muscle soreness, which may compromise our training for a few days. And since I brought it up, delayed onset muscle soreness, or DOMS, in essence, is a result of microscopic tears in the overworked muscles, which may require a few days of active recovery, possibly some icing and an over-the-counter anti-inflammatory, but it is of no real consequence unless it's ignored and an athlete forces him or herself to suck it up and try to work through it. Abuse, on the other hand, is a dangerous proposition. As the definition suggests, you're doing something wrong. Add to this volume, doing something wrong more often, at a greater intensity, and you've got a recipe for disaster. This, my friends, is where I make my living because so many of the people I meet have never been formally taught to run properly and are highly ambitious with their training. They constantly live in and out of injury cycle. For the record, I want to point out I am not a physician or am I a physical therapist. However, I spent the better part of my adult life as a trainer, coach, and diagnostician in the trenches with my athletes and have made it my business to decipher the cause and outcome of most of the injuries my athletes face and how to effectively provide first aid. A doctor or therapist make their living repairing injured athletes. My job, as I see it, is teaching my athletes how to avoid injury, many of whom I meet after the fact, and my job then is to identify the cause of the injury and teach them how best to resolve the mechanical errors that caused them. I now travel around the country teaching athletes proper running mechanics so that they're able to avoid or reduce the incident of injury. The less abusive we are, the more capable we are to take on more and more work, volume, and intensity. When an athlete is able to successfully add 20 to as much as 50% more training to a week absent injury, the more likely they are to compete at a greater level of performance. Now let's take a look at a few more terms and definitions. Acute, which connotates an illness that is of short duration, rapidly progressive, and in need of urgent care. Chronic, a chronic condition is one that is persistent or otherwise long-lasting in its effects. So let's look at that for a second. An acute injury by definition is one that comes on suddenly, possibly a blunt force trauma from a fall, rolling an ankle, um, a host of things that happen suddenly. But when this happens, the pain tries to get your attention. My advice is to listen. Immediately take action. Do not try and work through this pain or injury. Ask yourself, what's the upside of risking further, more debilitating injury, possibly needing surgical intervention, if the finish line is near you and your competition is on your back and a significant paycheck stands in the balance, well, maybe then. But you might want to ask yourself, what amount of money is worth what's sure to follow? I can tell you that in the sport of OCR, at this point in time, the paycheck is not enough to merit the risk. 
A chronic injury is one that many athletes tend to live with day in and day out. Even though this type of injury seems of a lesser significance and is one that you have potentially been able to manage, this type of injury is likely to have the potential to lead to, in some cases, irreparable harm. For runners and OCR athletes, these type of chronic injuries are commonly misdiagnosed as a tendonitis, beginning with plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, and the like. What I think is supreme importance for you who have stuck out this rant so far is to understand that if the injury is chronic, it is highly unlikely to be an itis injury. I'm going to say it again. Itis injuries, even though they seem so apparent, they are misdiagnosed if they are chronic. It's more likely to be a tendinosis injury. Once again, I'll try and provide a defining difference. The suffix itis in medical terminology means inflammation. Therefore, tendonitis literally means inflammation of a tendon. Tendonitis is an accurate diagnosis for an acute injury when the tendon is overloaded, causing pain and swelling from the tears of the injured tissue. On the other hand, a tendinosis occurs from failed healing or repetitive trauma to a tendon. This chronic microtrauma leads to a loss of collagen continuity, which means the fibers are no longer aligned and fail to link together, resulting in a loss of strength and further injury when used. What's interesting is that with tendinosis, inflammation is generally not present. Statistics have told us that overuse injuries of the body's various muscles and tendons are the leading reason for people visiting a doctor's office. I thought that was pretty interesting. It's not about uh, catching a virus, but people that are basically jacking themselves up and they go to see the doctor to figure out how they're going to get rid of the pain. I've been trying to paint this picture for you, and I apologize if it seems a little long and drawn out. But at the end of the day, the reason I bring it to your attention is because the path to curing these problems are very different from one another. And if you think that because you have pain at the joint often that you're dealing with a tendonitis issue and your solution is to put ice on it, you're barking up the wrong tree because the likelihood is if it's been a chronic problem that you probably have tendinosis. Tendinosis is not going to respond to you icing it down whenever you find a little discomfort. So based on what I've shared so far, most of you who are listening and have been dealing with a nagging injury may have wrongly been assuming that it is a case of tendinitis where, in fact, it's a tendinosis. And the acid test in making this conclusion is the length of time for which it has persisted. So what should you do about it? When the problem has persisted for long enough to raise your frustration levels off the charts, you may opt to see a doctor whose role in life is to take away your pain. Based on the level of frustration you share with him, he may suggest a cortisone shot. I want you to avoid this path at all costs. This shot is sure to provide temporary relief, but if you do not change what caused the problem to begin with, you'll be back for another. Let me share some information you should know before you make this first trip. 
The Journal of Bone and Joint Surgery has reported that corticosteroids are so degenerative that if you've had more than one injection in the same joint over the course of your lifetime, your chance of premature degeneration in the injected joint is 100%. These shots actually deteriorate or eat collagen-based connective tissue, including bone. Although these shots will provide you with some temporary relief, the end of the day is you need to find a solution to what is causing the problem to begin with. That's the first path to getting the solution. Tendinosis healing time is about three to six months once it becomes chronic. Studies show that it takes about 100 days to rebuild collagen. The primary treatment plan for tendinosis is to break the injury cycle and reduce stress on the tendon with rest and proper changes in ergonomics and biomechanics. And a little physical therapy is not going to hurt you either. Think about what I just said. Three to six months. And now think back at the people that are complaining that they haven't been able to work out, haven't been able to run for a couple of weeks. Well, if they're not dealing with a tendonitis, they're in fact dealing with a tendinosis, and they continually to try to push on it without making the correct adjustments to the way they're moving, they're very likely to dig a very deep hole for themselves. They could end up losing their entire training season and potentially have a rupture because the next stop in tendinosis is complete rupture of the tendon, which is going to require surgical intervention. Trust me, the intention here is not to scare the crap out of you, but I want you to be aware that you could very well be treating symptoms that require a different path. You probably don't have tendinitis. Nine out of ten times, that ship is sailed within a day or two of the injury. If it persists for week after week after week and you're chronically contending with the same type of complaint from a joint, odds are you are now on to tendinosis and you're actually creating damage to the tendons. And I can tell you that the good news is that once you understand that the root of the problem is faulty mechanics and you set about making the corrections, I find that in most cases while healing, you can progressively get back to training and eventually racing and probably shortcut the amount of downtime that is typically prescribed. Remember that if you are in fact dealing with tendinitis, it's because something occurred very briefly, very intensely, and it's going to cause a lot of inflammation. So in that case, you want to put ice on it, you want to elevate it, you want compression, and depending on the extent of the injury that you face, you're looking at about three to six weeks. So in the, in the scope of things, just try to keep in mind that the difference between an osis and an itis is the length of time and the amount of damage that you're dealing with. A tendinosis, I hate to say it, man, you're looking up to three to six months worth of downtime, where with a tendinitis, where you roll an ankle, maybe three to six weeks, worst case scenario. And the ugly part of it is the tendinosis is something that you are chronically doing to yourself. And if you take the pains to correct the problem, this is going to go away. The solution to tendinosis is making corrections to the flaws in the way you move. Believe me when I tell you. 
It's more than just trying to get off your heel. It's more than trying to run on your forefoot. It's about making sure that you're making proper contact with the ground when you run. The heavier you are, the more likely you are to suffer the consequences of your load. If you're running badly with too much weight, it's a problem. A lot of you guys out there that are little whippets, they weigh about 125 pounds, they get away with murder. They never seem to run into any problems. But in the event that you do, this is the culprits, folks. So what I wanted to share with you today was, number one, it isn't a function of the amount of work you're doing. It's the amount of bad work that you're doing. Understand the difference between overuse and abuse. Abuse is when you do something wrong. Overuse only suggests that you're doing more than you might should. If you're strong enough, you can get away with overuse. If you're corrupt, you're probably going to take yourself out early. You want to make those corrections. You don't want to have to deal with these itises. It's really, really rough. I have people come to me all the time. They're always dealing with these injuries, and they're so frustrated. They want to cry when they come to see me, and I, I'm trying to reach out and find ways to help them get through it. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the things you do every single day. Don't let your ambition get ahead of your brain. Make sure that you're doing the right things when you're training and when you're racing. Don't get sucked into doing three races back-to-back -back when you're harboring an injury. It's just a bad idea. You can end up hurting yourself very, very badly, and it could ruin your season and potentially ruin your running career for a long time to come. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this rant. I know it's kind of boring to listen to just me. I promise you I'll have some better people on board with me in the near future. In the meantime, let me just share with you that we have some running clinics coming up. We're going to be in Fort Collins, Colorado in June. And we're also going to be back in Texas. We're going to Dallas in December. In the meantime, there's very good likelihood that we'll do some clinics here in California. You just have to keep visiting my site to find out when and where. Or you can reach out to me privately and let me know that you're interested, and I'll make sure to send you a notice when we plan on doing something. But to find information about our clinics, go to the naturalrunningcoach.net. That's the site where we have our registration page. That's where all the information is available for private work and the rest. Listen, you guys, have a wonderful weekend, and I'll have a great interview for you next week. Thanks again. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network, drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.